A dispute over an ambulance contract has put the county government at odds with Owensboro Health Regional Hospital. This could be leading up to a clash in the courtroom. We're going to discuss the controversy and the history behind it. Stay with us. This is Inquire. For the Mystery Inquirer, I'm Don Wilkins. Before we get into the show, let's listen to the first public face-off between Davis County Judge Executive Al Mattingly and Owensboro Health President and CEO Greg Strahan. Uh, the question that I've asked, and we've had the conversation, is what is the hospital prepared to do regarding the subsidy? Well, we, uh, certainly we can't do anything until the contract's been signed. Contract is signed by the city and the county because it is under your CON. We can't negotiate it. Uh, we can't be involved in it in, other than the sense of what you ask us questions about we can provide. Um, because we don't own the CON, it would not be in our interest or your interest for us to get involved in, in discussions of any financial relationship until the contract's signed. Once that's done, we're certainly happen, ha happy uh, to sit down and discuss that. Our board met Monday night, and that's the feeling of the board that uh, we certainly want to be a partner. We want to be collaborative. Uh, we have some other things that, that in healthcare that need to be addressed, or we feel like would be good to be addressed in order to really make Owensboro Health more progressive, more profitable, more outreach, and as these smaller hospitals around us are difficult, having difficulty uh, making things work. Uh, that gives us opportunity to do some things, and so there are some things we'd like to talk about, including the subsidy, and certainly are open to that discussion at the okay. appropriate time. The only, only answer that I would need would be, are you prepared to partner with the city and the county in providing monies to cover this subsidy? And that's a pretty simple yes or no, not based on any quid pro quo, based on the need of this community uh, and I understand the hospital there, as I've told you before, when there were a lot of naysayers, we don't want to build a new hospital. I was at the forefront when I was at the city commission. I felt that it needed to be there. I absolutely understand the need for us to be regional. And I absolutely understand the struggles that all the smaller hospitals are going through and bigger hospitals trying to take over and encroach in territory. But I also understand the citizens need out there to know that what would probably be after OMU perhaps in the river, no, after OMU I would guess, the most valuable asset and resource in this community, the citizens need to know that they are participating in what's gonna come out of their back pocket. Now eventually it would come out of their back pocket regardless through an increase in fees. $150,000 based on some of the expenditures that the hospital has, has put out there. And, and please, news media, it's not adversarial. This is, this is a local government, two local governments, wondering about the largest employer. But I would like for you on record to say yes, we are, or no, we're not. Well, I think I just said that. No, you, you avoided that question better than either of those two attorneys over there no, could have. And the certificate again. of need, to me, the certificate of need, your comments there were, were just to get us off base because the certificate of need we have and we use 
to we would give you that certificate of need. We would make that certificate of need available. So whether or not you're you would participate in this doesn't have anything to do with the financial aspects. Well, as I said before, we would be happy to sit down and participate in collaborating and paying financially what we need to pay or feel like we can pay as long as we can sit down and have those dialogues once the contract and the subsidies have okay. been fully established, signed, sealed, and delivered, we'd be happy to do So that. my understanding is that you would be willing to sit down and talk with the city and the county as to what portion, if not all, of that subsidy the hospital would be willing to pay. I would be happy to sit down and talk about all of the issues regarding the health care issues and particularly gambling. Just yeah. like just okay. like you're stating what uh, what you want, I'm stating that we'll be happy to talk about that. So you're happy to talk what, about what we're talking and I want to do this for the record, what we're talking is that in order to have the hospital participate, it's a quid pro quo situation where if you give us what we require, you're wanting something in return from us. I want to talk about the things that are important to the health care future of Davis County and Owensboro and the region that is the okay. largest economic deve developer of this, of this county. And, and we want to continue to do that and really want to improve that, and we want to discuss how we can get that done. Together. I absolutely am willing to have the discussion, had the discussion with you yesterday, but I we still did. could not get you to commit to paying anything. And that's no, what no, is I, so frustrating I, to me, and, and I suspect it's well, frustrating, it's frustrating to the rest of it. frustrating to me as well, yeah, Judge, and that, I know. That, that, I know. that part of it is, is you want one thing, but you don't want to talk about the other things. Well, and I'm happy to do both, but I also am happy to tell you that we are more than happy, more than happy to help whatever we can do with this ambulance service okay. to make it the best ambulance service. And, and by the way, when all of this came about, all of the patients that come to our hospital, no matter how they get there, whether they have a nickel or not a nickel, we're going to take care of them because that, was a, that is a responsibility of our Absolutely. hospital. And we plan to continue to do that. All right, with me is Austin Ramsey, the city government reporter. And Austin, you've been you've been following this clash between the county and the Owensboro Health, and you just heard kind of the the first real confrontation between Judge Executive Al Mattingly and Greg Strahan, the CEO and president of Owensboro Health. And you were at that meeting, and what what was your just sort of initial thought here just before we kind of get into uh to some other things but did you realize then that this was about to get serious um well first of all don thanks for having me on the show i appreciate it um yeah i i don't know if i did immediately i i, I <laughs> it's kind of funny i i don't know if you'll use this but i remember thinking through that meeting like up until right before or, or right, right before those those comments used aired were said, I remember thinking like, "Oh, how am I going to put a story <laughs> together for for tomorrow's paper?" I remember thinking like, "Oh, I've rep I've already reported on almost all of this. Like they're just going over the same kinds of stuff in this new contract." And I remember thinking like, "Oh, this is this is boring. This is a boring meeting." And then suddenly, you know, Judge Executive Al Mattingly decides to call Greg Strahan up to the the dais and 
and it and it started off as a a very it seemed like a very polite and straightforward conversation and pretty soon Mattingly started getting increasingly confrontational and uh and and it kind of escalated to to the point that that they were sharing some pretty harsh words they were they were i i would say they were very nearly arguing uh, in front of the public and so what we're going what we're going to kind of do right now is is kind of give you some backstory i guess as they say now the some origin story here of of how all this has come about that ultimately has 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 to do with a, an ambulance contract of all things and so but before we go and get there Austin give us just some overall history of the hospital and how it transformed from what was originally a very public and accessible hospital to one that is, well, not so accessible and private now, but yet there's still a lot of um, speculation on whether or not it is still a public hospital, even though, you know, it has done everything to not only get a court ruling to say it's private, but has done things to separate itself from being a public uh, entity. Yeah, so you're right, Don. Um, this this story that I've been covering originated when Yellow Ambulance, which is a uh, an affiliate of, of a Louisville company named Procurant, announced uh, in January of this year that they would be abandoning an ambulance contract that they had with the city and the county. The city and county uh, maintain and own a certificate of need that requires that they provide um, emergency uh, medical transport services in this region. And uh, so Yellow Ambulance told the city and county that they would be abandoning that contract in six months. It gave them very little time to find a new contractor. So rather than going through the typical process whereby they would accept bids, they they rushed to find a new ambulance contractor. And that all led up to them um, in at that meeting that you just played uh, some, some audio from announcing a contract with American Medical Resources, or AMR, which provides um, uh, emergency medical transport services across the country. I mean, they are by far the largest contractor nationwide. They service Evansville, uh, some 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 uh, parts of Louisville, Lexington, and and, and and other parts of the state. So, so that's kind of what that's kind of the the why I was covering this story in the first place. But what we have or what I have since found out is the level and to the and the degree to which Owensboro Health was a part of the negotiations with AMR and a number of different contractors leading up to that meeting that you just that you just referenced. So um, what I now know is that Owensboro Health has um, I have sources telling me that they have refused to sign a an emergency clause that would essentially name Owensboro Health the responsible contractor should the city and county not be able to find another ambulance contractor, uh, you know, in, in, in future negotiations. So, for example, had um, the city and county not been able to contract with AMR, um, the responsibility would have fallen to Owensboro Health. Now, the city and the county would have had to cover the costs of that, but it would have been up to them to... Um, 
Owensboro Health to kind of run that service. And they refused to sign that um, partly because of what Greg Strahan says is his desire to have, quote, a larger dialogue about the status of healthcare in our region with the city and county. Now, what that means, we don't know, but we have sources saying that it has to do with that that relationship, that very weird and interdimensional relationship that Owensboro Health has as both a private nonprofit corporate entity or, and also a public entity. And so, yeah, like you said, the, the, the best way to understand why they're talking about that in the first place is to kind of go back decades and decades into their history. So um, what we know as, as, as Owensboro Health today originated as uh, an entity called Owensboro Hospital, which is a, was a, an, an entirely um, you know, public hospital owned and maintained by the city of Owensboro um, before even the city was a, an actual corporate city. Um, and uh, it, it, it had its location on Parish, at Parish Avenue, where the Parish Breckenridge campus exists today. And it was a public entity, uh, and, and, and that was around the turn of the century. And uh, not, not soon afterward, um, in the early 1900s, uh, Davis County jumped into the hospital game, and it became what, what was known as the Owensboro-Davis County Hospital, um, still a public entity uh, co-owned uh, by the city and the county. And, and that remained the, the status quo for years and years and years, more than 50 years. Uh, it was just a public hospital, not unlike many public hospitals that are co-owned by cities and counties in, in, in co-mutual counties across Kentucky and really across the country. country. A private hospital chain um, maintained by, the Catholic, uh, by a Catholic charities group uh, out of Cincinnati was going to open up a hospital called Mercy Hospital here in Owensboro, and, and they did so. That was in the 40s. Um, that Mercy Hospital first opened, and and uh, and in fact, it remained such that Mercy Hospital and Owensboro Davis County Hospital were two separate hospitals, one public, one private, competing against each other in uh, in the city of Owensboro, Davis County, across this region for for many years, and that began to change in the 70s when they began to share some services. And that led all the way up to a merger in 1994 when, um, when it was announced that there would no longer be Mercy Hospital at all. There would just be what was known as Owensboro Mercy uh, Health System. And that was the first time, at that point right there, was the first time that we started to get the inkling that Owensboro might be served by a private hospital organization, uh, predominantly served by a private hospital organization. And I say that because this new system called Owensboro Mercy Health System was governed by a board that was half appointed by a public group called the Owensboro Davis County Hospital Board and half appointed by a private group called the Mercy Hospital Board. And so then this new board was kind of 50-50. It was half private, half public. And um, immediately at that point, questions started to arise about whether or not that, that central group, the group actually maintaining the hospital that we would all go to um, for regular checkups or emergency room visits and everything in between, whether or not they were actually governed by a, an, what was ultimately a public board or a private board. Because you really can't have 
both. You're either public or you're private. And the reason is because you're either subject to open records and open, open meetings laws, or you're not. You can't kind of have both ways. And so the way that the newspaper kind of, as, you know, kind of the only game in town at the time to, to kind of hold uh, public officials accountable for their actions and their decisions, we kind of treated it as exactly what they were calling it. We would attend Owensboro Davis County hospital board meetings where they discussed their share of the Owensboro Mercy Health System board, but we obviously couldn't attend the larger meetings nor the Mercy Health meetings. And that, again, remained kind of the status quo for at least a decade until 2003. And in 2003, the Owensboro Davis County Hospital Board, that entity completely disbanded. They, they dissolved and said that they were going to absorb all of the Mercy Health uh, System assets and create a new, completely uh, corporate, nonprofit entity called Owensboro Medical Health System. And uh, in that case, there would be no public board that had any uh, say in appointing uh, members other than the actual city of Owensboro, the Owensboro City Commission, and the actual Davis County uh, being Davis County Fiscal Court. And so they would appoint half of the members, and then the, the, the organization itself would appoint the, the, the rest of the members. In, in some cases, it was, it was appointed by a, a coalition of nonprofit organizations. In some cases, it was representatives from the health system itself. Uh, eventually, Owensboro Medical Health System became Owensboro Health that we know and understand today. And, uh, and, and, they, and they moved forward uh, as, as, as the, uh, the massive regional health system that they are uh, today. Yeah, and... and- and so there's been controversy, you know, with every, you know, especially within the last, what, five years uh, since they have moved out of the city, you know, out, uh, out, out into the, uh, it was, it was one time a more rural setting, but, it now, was, yeah. but now it's, you know, the city is now kind of coming to, to where the hospital is now. Mm-hmm. And then you also have this aspect, you know, where, you know, we talk about how half the board is appointed by the city and county, the other half are at large folks. So that's part of this question is who really has control. Right. And then when you see the hospital, whenever they have to go to the city and county uh, to have approval for a name change right. or for bylaw changes. Mm-hmm. And then they turn around and say, oh, we're still private. It sort of, in, it sort of insults our intelligence <laughs> because no other private entity has to do that. And so they skirt it by, because it's this 50-50 board, there's this loophole that, um, that allows them to do this and for so long now, our public officials, and I even had conversations with Judge Executive Al Mattingly about this, who always sort of went along with this idea, and now all of a sudden, not so much. Right. Um, that was what was that was what immediately became clear about that interaction between Greg Strahan and Al Mattingly in that clip you played earlier. It it became clear to me that the tone of that conversation and really the status of that relationship between the county and Owensboro Health at the very least was beginning to change. And in fact, Mattingly has since said that he believes that the public views Owensboro Health as, quote, their hospital, 
as a public entity. Now he hasn't uh, he hasn't gone so far as to say that that he believes that it's a public entity, but he did say that what the public views something as being is the way something is, which is a very guarded way of essentially saying maybe he's starting to change his mind about this and and view Owensboro Health as an actual public entity. And in fact, you know, Don, the the idea of whether or not Owensboro Health is a public or private entity has something that's been questioned, like you said earlier, um, not only in guarded conversations, but in public conversations. It's been challenged in court. And in fact, um, in in two thousand uh, in two thousand eleven, a, ma- a local man by the name of Jonathan Kirk Haynes filed an open records request to the uh, Owensboro Health Board, asking for information in regards to their accreditation. Not unlike public or private universities across the the country, hospitals uh, are required to be accredited by accrediting agencies and. Mr. Haynes wanted more information about Owensboro Health's uh, accreditation firm and the, and the process by which Owensboro Health received its accreditation. And, and he was denied access to, to that material. The Owensboro Health Board stated that they were not subject to open records laws. And he appealed that decision to the, to the Kentucky Attorney General, who cited in his favor, stating that because Owensboro Health was um, appointed um, partly, and in fact, one half by a public entity that it was a public entity, or I'm sorry, it was it was appointed by two public entities that it, it in fact was a public entity, kind of a, a joint venture of the city and county like it was all along. Uh, Owensboro Health turned suit and sued Mr. Haynes, stating uh, in, in, in Davis Circuit Court that they were not a public entity, and, and ultimately a Davis County Circuit Court judge ruled that, that Owensboro Health was not public because ultimately... Uh, Owensboro and Davis County would not be subject. Uh, the interest in Owensboro Health, should Owensboro Health one day no longer be an entity, because Owensboro and Davis County had already absolved their interest in hospitals. So if you'll remember in 2000, uh, when I was referencing the, the dissolution of the Owensboro-Davis County hospital system in 2003, uh, the city and county were owed jointly about 8.2, 8.3 million dollars, and that was their interest. That was their their financial um, oomph, if you will, in what was uh, the hospital game in town, and they got to spend that money how they felt suit. That was the that was public money, and the, and our elected officials got to spend that money the way they wanted to, and, and they did in, 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 in a variety of different economic development uh, initiatives. Um, and so, yeah, so, so, so a circuit jo- court judge ultimately ruled that, well, because they, they got out of the business of hospitals, they can't, uh, they can't say that they, they still are uh, partly a, uh, uh, you know, or, or they, that they are the majority interest in what Owensboro Health is today. But, of course, like you said, it's more than just appointing half the board members. It's, it's, it's approving any, any changes to the bylaws. They have some say in the appointment of a CEO or president. They have some say over a name change. They have a majority say over over a name change. They have a majority say over, you know, whether or not they make big decisions like like mergers or or or, or big purchases or, or anything. I mean, uh, the city and county are 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 wrapped up in everything that Owensboro Health does. Not unlike the city is wrapped up in what 
uh, Owensboro Municipal Utilities does, or no, not unlike the Seeding County are wrapped up in what uh, the Regional Water uh, Resources Agency does. So, um, you know, there have been many people, you, you, and I, I'm sure you would count yourself among them, who state that you know, you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake and eat it too. And that if the city and county are involved to the degree that they are in what Owensboro Health ultimately is, that Owensboro Health therefore is a public entity. And it has nothing to do. You say, well, get, they get out of the business. Of, of It has nothing to do. To me, it doesn't have anything to do with that because, you know, they're not, you know, they're not in the business of, you know, providing electricity and water because they don't they don't run the day to day operations of OMU. They don't run the day to day operations of RWRA. You know, they have people in place, committees, uh, boards, who do that. But they still have a financial interest. Right. In right. And that's and that's what I think the 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 the, the circuit court judge ultimately found is that once you div- dissolve your financial interest in something, you 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 don't have. A but there's still the issue of control. You know, who is making the decisions, how those decisions are being made that affect the hospital and anything that it does. And so this has sort of been the crux of, of the argument to this point is who ultimately has control whenever, and whenever you see, uh, you know, the, the chairperson of, of the board, Debbie Nunley at one time, you know, she was chair and she was a member of the city commission at the time. And she was appointed by the city commission to be on the board, which is the reason why she was chair. But somehow, you know, what she did as as chairwoman did not, you know, bleed over into her job as commissioner. And, it, and the whole thing just doesn't make any sense whenever it comes to those sort of things, even though the law says otherwise. Yeah, and and I and I understand where you're coming from. Obviously, as I continue to report this, I'm 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 trying to stay as as middle of the road as I can. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to to weigh in on on a certain opinion, but I will say that you could, at the very least, call into question, if not accuse, uh, the city, the county, and Owensboro Health of arranging Owensboro Health or Owensboro Medical Health System and, and now Owensboro Health, the way that they did so that they could have exactly how much control that they wanted without being subject to open meetings and open, open records And laws. essentially, I mean, and they've done it, you know, the judge executive could appoint himself to the board, the, the yes. mayor can appoint himself to the board, and then they're asked to sign a confidentiality agreement. And so... As a as a voter and a taxpayer, you're thinking, how does a public official, you know, who is there, you know, supposedly for our best interest, in good conscience, signs a, a confidentiality agreement over an entity that has so much weight in what we do in this community? I mean, they're the largest employer, what, in Western Kentucky, and and just the health aspect of it in general. Um, and I think that control, that amount of um, weight that Owensboro, that Owensboro Health has now, is what is really um, emphasizing Mattingly's point now, which is that the city and county have to pay a subsidy in order for AMR, this new medical, this new emergency medical transport company, to do business here. The city and county have to pay to, 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 to make that work here in the county. And 
at the very least, Mattingly wants Owensboro Health to play ball. He wants Owensboro Health to pay part, if not all, of that subsidy because, like you said, they have become such a major player that all emergency medical transports, all emergency ambulance transports in Owensboro and Davis County end up at Owensboro Health. Mattingly wants Owensboro Health to to pay part of that, and Owensboro Health has refused to say whether they will or they won't, instead only staking this quote-unquote larger conversation about the status of healthcare in our region, which, as I've said, I have sources telling me that that has to do with, with, with rearranging the amount of control that the city and county already have on what Owensboro Health does. What we're finding out is that Owensboro Health understands how precarious this relationship they have with the city and county is. And they are staking a a half a million dollar ambulance services contract on whether or not they can rearrange that relationship once more. Yeah, so let's this is the this is the the follow up meeting where the county went in to vote for this ambulance contract. At this at this meeting, Strahan wasn't there, but that didn't discourage uh, Judge Executive Al Mattingly from saying a few more interesting, or making a few more interesting comments about this relationship. Take a listen. We need a couple things. Every, I don't think there's any question that anyone doesn't know my position regarding the ambulance service. I think that the hospital's name should be on this contract, that they should be providing, if not as an owner, but they should be contracting to provide the ambulance service in Davis County because who better? Uh, I was told that all the, the local governments are the best place for that to come. We don't do health care. Our regional hospital does health care. They know what should and shouldn't be done. I think they, they, their name should be on the contract. I think they should be doing the contracting. <clears throat> I think that the hospital should pay the subsidy, 100% of the subsidy. Uh, I think that that Commissioner um, Condor the other day said, "What other business has their customers delivered to their front door at no cost?" Right. So uh, I think that that conversation is ongoing. Now the hospital wanted to link any participation in the subsidy to some set of issues. They call it healthcare issues in the county, but. I don't know that we need to be negotiating health care in the county, uh, but I would call on the hospital to make public as soon as possible what they wish the local governments to do that will affect and make health care in this community better. I would absolutely be willing to have that conversation, but I want it to be in a public setting. I don't want it to be behind closed doors because I think if you talk to the majority of the citizens out there, that hospital is not private, it's public, and it's their hospital. So I would make that call. Claude, I would also ask that if, if nothing else, number one, we need a backup agreement, we, and we do not have a backup agreement. It has not been signed. We do have an agreement uh, written, drafted, but it has not been provided. And, and I would ask that if nothing else, we do a friendly lawsuit 
to find out exactly who's responsible for what regarding the 78 agreement and the 2008 agreement. And I believe the commissioners on this court would agree with that. Commissioner Castle. I would certainly support that. Commissioner Wathen. We don't need our public to be left in the dark and we don't need the public to be left at the, well, we just don't need this uncertainty when it comes to public safety and health care. So Austin, of course, you were, you, you were there at this meeting and did you expect, you know, the judge to essentially threaten a lawsuit uh, at this meeting? No, no. I, I knew that the judge was upset. He had he had expressed as such in the last meeting. But um, at that point, you know, w we knew that the city and county were um, were pressured by time. They were running out of time by by which they could. Uh, they, they were running out uh, of time to to sign a new ambulance contract. You know, AMR has to start doing service in 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 Owensboro and Davis County. Um, in two months <laughs> and uh and so you know it, it was up to the county and the city to to ultimately sign a contract and and get going but the judge brought up what i what i had mentioned a, a few minutes ago which was that emergency clause that 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 involvement of owensboro health and in, in ultimately being the provider of ambulance services in the area should no contractor be able to do that and um, Owensboro Health, according to the judge, was uh, was stating that they, that, you know, they they, they weren't going to play ball. They weren't going to do that this time around. Um, and in order to in order to determine whether or not Owensboro Health had an obligation because they had signed such a clause for decades and decades and decades, stretching all the way back to 1974. Uh, to, you know, signing such a clause and providing such a uh, a, a, a service of, or the, the promise of such a service to the city and county that they wanted to sue Owensboro Health. They wanted to file what's called a friendly lawsuit whereby... Um, there is no such thing as a friendly lawsuit, right? I mean, No, I, there is. There I is. mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand that there is, but... It well, does come across as an oxymoron, it, it, especially in this situation. It it, it typically does. It, 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 I, I can see how people look at that, look at the phrase "friendly lawsuit" and think that it's oxymoronic, and it and it and it may seem so. And it, and in, and indeed, in most cases, what a friendly lawsuit is is two entities on either side of a contract jointly filing uh, a lawsuit in court, not against each other, but but really for a judge to determine where responsibility lies in a contract. In other words, like, you know, Don, you and I sign a contract whereby I'm going to buy something from you or I'm going to rent something from you. And ultimately, so something in the way that that contract is written confuses both of us. And we can't determine, well, are you, you know, if I say I'm renting from you, well, are you supposed to provide, uh, you know, internet service at this apartment or not? Because the way that the contract is written, it's, it's kind of dubious. I, I can't really determine and you can't really determine. So we would we would jointly file a friendly lawsuit and a judge would say, well, according to the way I read this contract and because I've been appointed here by the people and because I'm a judge, uh, you know, I determine that this contract is written in such way and so the responsibility lies with party A or party B. Now that's the way that a friendly lawsuit usually works. Well, you can already get the sense that Owensboro House 
looks at this as they have nothing to gain by this. Right. So And everything to lose. So Owensboro Health is kind of refusing to comment on any stories that I do related to this. Every time I've I've tried, they've they've their their official their official word has been no comment. Um and so I don't know whether or not Owensboro Health would be willing to jointly file with the county slash city or just the county. And if so, it wouldn't be a friendly lawsuit. It would just be a lawsuit because, you know, every legal expert I've spoken to has stated that, you know, such a such a friendly lawsuit requires participation by both parties yeah. on either side of the contract, not just not just one. So. What we're talking about here is $150,000 for uh, annually for what, the next two years? Uh, is it what the, the county and city are splitting? Yes, $150,000. 60, 60, 60% covered, usually 60% covered by the city and 40% covered by the county. So, you know, looking at this, you know, stepping back from this, the hospital is essentially planting its flag on $150,000 in which they probably take in in receipts in about five minutes. So you have (laughs) to wonder what it is that they're they're thinking here. Well, I kind of know what they're thinking in that because we are the only game in town, where else are they going to take people who are in car wrecks or you know, or, or having an emergency, you know, having a heart attack, and they're not going to drive them to Evansville. They're not yeah. going to drive them to Louisville. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, no matter how much the city and county or, or just the county or, or or even how much one particular elected official at the county level or at the city level argue with Owensboro Health or individual people at Owensboro Health, that relationship has to remain intact to some degree, and Owensboro Health has to continue providing the services, the the, the quality services the high quality services that they have been ser- that they have been providing in, in our region for for years and years and years. So I mean, w- regardless of, of how this turns out, this this relationship cannot break down, both legally and for the civic and 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 health interests of every single person who lives here. I mean, Owensboro Health is our only game in town, and 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 we rely on them quite a bit for our health. And, and I and I guess what we're waiting on is is the county to officially file you know this lawsuit because and what and what essentially this does it opens you know Owensboro Health back up to this idea of being a public agency you know like you said that they have um, and it, and it may go into a different direction just maybe concentrating on the on the ambulance part of it but it could roll into this aspect of of why the hospital or how the hospital became what it is now and if it may play into this contract that they are you know refusing to to contribute to officials say officials at the county say they do plan to file a friendly lawsuit and that the history of Owensboro Health will play a role in their filing we don't know how far back that history is going to go. Presumably, at least to 1974, which was the first time Owensboro Health signed such a clause with the city and county. Um, so, uh, yeah, at this point, I'm I'm playing the waiting game. Um, I'm I'm constantly looking and checking to find out when and if they're going to file a civil lawsuit. And uh, at that point, 
presumably Owensboro Health has to uh, has to file a response, and uh, that will be our first glimpse into, you know, where Owensboro Owensboro Health officially and where, uh, you know, where Owensboro Health officially weighs in on this issue. So it will be interesting. It'll be an interesting read. I'm looking forward to it. that will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank city government reporter Austin Ramsey for joining me. To send us questions or provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquire.com. Remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquire's website and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until next time, I'm Don Wilkinson. Good day for Inquire.